0: Welcome to "It's Complicated," the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan, and I'm Talia.
1: We are two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision,
0: and we're here to debunk myths and deliver truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us; it's awesome. To initiate so, with you,
1: you want to you want to get something started here,
0: Talia? I, I I would like to start this episode.
1: Got it. I'm not entirely sure I want to start the episode, but I really respect you and we're a good team. So let me see. Uh, let me see if I can't get started with you.
0: Sounds good. Is there anything I can do maybe to pique your interest?
1: You know, what? you're already there. I'm really into this. Oh, sure. I really want to record this podcast right now.
0: I just have to walk in the room. I love it.
1: Just you expressing interest it makes me really, really down to record.
0: Perfect. So for, uh, for our listeners, what do, you, what do you think they think we're talking about?
1: I think they're just like, why the hell are they talking? Can you please just like start your well, podcast? That's what we're
0: talking about today. How come you
1: didn't edit this out?
0: <laughs> today, we are going to be talking about how to initiate sex with your partner.
1: Heck yeah. Common, common experience uh, we have in the office of people kind of being confused by that or being frustrated with it. But also every relationship um, is different and how do different partners go about um, expressing their desire and their interest. Some people very explicitly. Uh, hey, I would like to have sex with you now. Um,
0: penetrate you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
1: to go there. Um, others never talk about sex, never could even imagine asking that way. And just right. kind of has to be maybe through like a touch or a look or a. Or breath. passive aggression. <laughs> or whatever floats your boat.
0: Oh, you just, like Lay the lingerie out in the bed. Hey,
1: honey. Yeah. Kinda hey. Oh. Did just you happen look. to take a look at the bedroom? I was, I lost something. Could you find it for me?
0: <laughs> He's like, why do we have to play this game? <laughs> or her. Who knows what you're or into? Her. Yeah. Mail All on the good her. stuff. I haven't seen it, don't want hey. to, but somebody's into it, I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, I might
1: articulate I'm into uh, to lingerie, my own. I mean, it's not that exciting. It's just my nice underwear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nicer underwear. Yeah, I'm into that. That works.
1: But um, I'm also just a a general um, metrosexual, so I I just like fashion. That's good. Um, Yeah, so I want to get into um, how different partners uh, start sex, initiate sex. I think also um, important to talk about uh, maybe a response when your partner initiates sex and what might be helpful there so that people can have... um, successful relational interactions either having sex or choosing not to have sex when one partner initiates. Yes.
0: I'll also explain why yeah. at least for women, uh, not only being a woman but working with women why sometimes there isn't the desire there and uh-huh. some things that the heteronormative example but mm-hmm. the male partner could do or the more mm-hmm. masculine partner could do to kind of get the female or the feminine energy into the zone because as I say, foreplay starts in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Are you doing the dishes, the towels? Mm-hmm. Did you help? Did I have to pack the kids' lunches on my own? Kind of a thing. Mentally, like you got the brain is the first sex organ always for men and mm-hmm. women.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's so the women. largest sex yeah. organ that we have. Yes. Huge thing to remember yes. your brain is the largest sex organ in the human
0: body. Right? You mean it's mm-hmm. not my huge penis?
1: <laughs> I mean, yours is pretty uh,
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> exciting.
1: Impressive. <laughs> if I it's impressive. To
0: uh no brain is a first sex organ so you have to make sure that you're tending yeah. to that with your partner regardless of gender or sexuality the brain yeah. like everybody well <laughs> i should say everybody has a brain um hopefully everybody has a brain and knows how to use it <laughs> and i think it's important to remember that it's not personal if your partner isn't in the mood every single time they say no it's yeah. just realizing okay Maybe let me think about their day. What if they had, you know, especially the moms I work with kids climbing on them all day, right? Oatmeal stuck in places you don't even know exist. And then your partner comes home and is trying. It's like, don't touch me. Like I've had hands on me all day. I need a minute. I'm going to go take a bath and then I'll come back and be ready. Right. So we'll cover all of that today. And then kind of what to look for um, when your partner is initiating, if you don't want to, like you mentioned, and then, discussing the bids for connection piece also because every time your partner goes to initiate we want to make sure we're if we're not in the mood lovingly bowing out and maybe offering something in the interim
1: yeah there's an inherent vulnerability oh i shouldn't say well it's inherent but it's not really known a lot of people aren't aware of just like how vulnerable it is to kind of there, so yeah um, it's really vulnerable and so we want to honor and encourage that vulnerability in our partner even if we're interested in sex and, and making sure that then a par- someone doesn't feel shamed or embarrassed when they're right. like hey I want sex but then you know that they're, they're kind of turned down so it's important but, to talk about.
0: so where do you want Did to start
1: I wanted to briefly just go and normalize like some something I was thinking about yesterday which was for sort of uh, um levels of of sex getting started okay and it starts with number one two partners both want to have sex their sex drives are both like kind of together that is natural that is more common with early sexual relationships it's like yeah. hey we're near each other boom we're aroused yeah. like it's just there oh, that, no. yeah that tends not to last and you know outside of the honeymoon stage that's normal and that's okay so
0: how and long would you say
1: i have no idea on, on the research i would say in general you're looking anywhere from two months to 24 months because there's the I initial honeymoon where it happens generous, a
0: lot generous, yeah
1: 24 is generous but that's where that huge um True. hormone chemical change happens in relationships where you get out of uh, you start getting into the more intimate stage of how your brain floods with the partner. So there's that 18 to 24 month zone switch. So depending on on the partners and how um, uh, active their sex life is, I, I could see it definitely lasting where you're having a lot of both partners are interested in sex for up to the 24 months. That would be, I think, the longest, and that's not as common. I would say the two to six month range. I was going to say, longer. I give it three
0: to six months and, and yeah. the masks start coming off, right? And then we'll talk yeah. about this later, yeah, not, not, not going on a tangent now, but as a highlight of yeah. that's the whole point of your brain is your yeah. first sex organ. Yeah. What you're doing outside of sex in those three to six months can make yeah. a big difference. Are you pissing me off? So I don't want to be with you, right? Am I constantly getting yeah. frustrated or am I feeling like you're still courting and dating me? is going to make yeah. a big difference in the in the desire in those three to six months while the masks yeah. come off. So yeah. the first one is both partners are down. Second one is?
1: Second one, which is what I would argue is the most common experience is one partner is down. Mm-hmm. And the other partner goes like, okay, I, I see that bid. I'm going to accept it and basically try to get into it. Uh, I think a good analogy is kind of... Um, I'm going to steal this from um, someone who I, I heard describe it this way. It's kind of like the days where you don't want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is
1: for the partner who actually like wasn't initiating. It was like, oh, my partner wants to. The other person is like, oh, they want to have sex with me. Um, well, it's kind of like going to the gym. Like, I know when I go, it'll be good for me. Um, it'll feel good while I'm doing it. I'll feel great afterwards. But right now, I just really don't feel like it. And so... You kind of step mm-hmm. up and go. All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make it happen and go there. Um, I would say that's one of the most common experiences yeah. for sex bids in um, couples. I hear have they describe um, fulfilling sexual relationships. Because the truth is, more often than not, both partners aren't going to just like magically both be interested in sex. And a fulfilling sexual relationship is when one partner can turn to the other, have it say, "Hey, I'm interested," one way or another. And then the other partner goes, "Oh, okay, you're into that. Let's see if I can get into that too. Let's do the foreplay we know we like, or let's get in the mood yeah. that we like, and then we can initiate sex. Then it'll be a good sexual experience." Okay. That's the second one. Third, Third one. one is sort of a small derivative of that, which is where one partner initiate sex. This other partner wasn't really into it, but gets into that. Okay, cool. I'm gonna be with my partner, do the foreplay, and try to get, you know, get to that space. But then realizes pretty quickly before sex really gets underway, you know what, I'm really just not into this tonight. And that's okay. That's one of the reasons why I want to talk about these these different levels is it's absolutely okay to try to put best effort forward when your partner wants sex. Like, okay, I can be there for you, honey. And then Realize even a a couple of minutes into it, like, yeah, I'm just not, not there. I really can't handle the gym tonight. Um, something else is going on in my world, something else. And that's okay. Yes. And then, uh, the fourth one is sort of last one that is you kind of just, um, go through the logical conclusion is one partner wants to have sex. The other person right away knows I'm, I'm not even in a space where I can try to like, get there and get in the mood and foreplay with you and get to a place where I'd be interested or at least be there to give you sex for for your needs. It's completely like, no, thank you. Don't want to. We're not, you know, not tonight, honey. Right. Yeah. So that seems a little simple, but I just wanted to articulate these experiences are just common throughout relationships. And depending upon where you're at in your relationship, how long you've been married, what your historic way of having sex or discussing sex has been. It's okay to have all of these. And we want to talk about those moments in those different places of when you're initiating, what might be some strategies to share that vulnerability and have an exciting, fun sexual experience with your partner who, again, most likely is not on the same page as you, just right right off the bat. Um, But you can communicate your interests, which can then make your partner interested.
0: Yes. I'd like to add, and I'm going to blank and I forget. Which researcher said this? And uh-huh. I'm sure it'll come to me as I talk about it. Yeah, but she is a sex researcher, and she describes the process of when you know when couples are, are not in the mood to have sex, especially if they have kids. Right? It's like we so out of touch, or oh, should we do it tonight? Oh, well, what about Wednesday? Right? It ends up becoming this scheduled event that people don't look forward to. There, there's merit in scheduling, right? And that's mm-hmm. even what I teach in the workshops oh yeah that i teach there is merit in carving out that time and being like yeah. this is our date night etc yeah. versus like 7 p.m foreplay 7 15 that's not the <laughs> <good> <laughs> scheduling i'm talking about not
1: that so, specific shall we yeah, say
0: <laughs> yeah the night maybe or like this yeah. brain right again the brain yeah. is the story i will talk it into in a minute yeah. but the researcher says you know sometimes you just got to put your party clothes on and go to the party you lay yeah. naked kid next to your partner and yeah you. You begin to touch them and talk to them and your body starts to go, oh, I remember this. I actually like this party. This is kind of fun, right? Sometimes if you're not in the mood and it's not one of those absolute no-go times, it's worthwhile chemically Mm -hmm. and hormonally to Mm rebond with your partner, to not force yourself to get in the mood, but to get in the mood, right? Put your party clothes on to the party and just... And at any point, right, if you don't like it, or you're like, I tried, meh, nah, yeah. I'm actually cool with just foreplay, can I get you on the next one kind of a thing, like, yeah. having that open communication helps. So there is merit, even if you're not there yet, to, yeah. to try and create the atmosphere to get yourself there, which leads yeah. me into the brain piece of it. Ooh, and, like, before you-, you jump into the brain oh, yeah. piece, can yes.
1: I, because I, I love what you said, um, from that researcher about, um... Oh my gosh, my brain's Put your party, party
0: clothes
1: on? Not It's not the put no. your party clothes on. Yes. It is the party clothes, but scheduling. Um, I've experienced some resistance from couples I've worked with about, hey, I don't know if we want to schedule or that just seems a little forced or it just feels sexy to them because that's not how they've originally done that. Life
0: isn't and, sexy.
1: <laughs> well, life isn't sexy. And actually, there's different ways to be sexy. And what I let them know and what – then couples report back to me is that then it gets actually really hot. You know, when you know that because you're living a busy life, you got your kids or you got your, your jobs or whatever's going on and you know, they're like, Hey, next Thursday, mm, guess what I'm going to do to you? Or, you know, a little fun, little text back and forth. I can't wait till Thursday night and the kids go to bed. Right. And it becomes actually a really hot, exciting anticipation. Yes. So there are ways to, you know, I just know that some people will hear like, oh, planning it out or, you know, forcing, you know, the party clothes. I do actually agree with that. Um, I love that idea of like, you know, be present for the thing you're in, but also know that there's a real positivity to planning sex. There's a lot of fun, yeah. excitement you can have about that. Yeah. So that's why I would like
0: to, to look at it instead of it as planning it, it's prioritizing yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, I'm prioritizing this with my partner and yeah. it's also managing If schedules get shifted or something so far out of the control, right? That's the other key two-prong thing. And I'm Uh I'm a visual person, so I'm talking with my hands. Uh Listeners can't see that. There's a two-prong piece to that. Is if you prioritize, right, Uh in schedule. If you prioritize it, Thursday's the night, right? It's like that's happening. Uh You and your partner both must carve out and prioritize it. Yes. It's not, oh sorry, I went out with the boys. Oh sorry Mm -hmm. that that is going to lead to a worse amount of disappointment because you're building it up and then it's getting depleted. So that's the key is if you schedule it and prioritize it, honor it as much as you can, unless something external and manage the expectations around it. If this is a new thing, if your scheduling is new, you may not hit the nail on the head each week or whatever time you schedule it. So so. once you get in the pattern of it, then you can (laughs) learn to expect that yes, this is happening. So don't beat yourself up if mentally or physically Mm -hmm. your body's like, Oh, Thursday's just not kind of my day yet. okay. Intuitively yeah. feel it out then. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, um,
1: you're gonna, you're gonna talk about some brain coolness.
0: So there's two types of the sex drive, uh, mm-hmm. but before we dive into that, it like we've talked about, the brain is the first sex organ. Mm-hmm. You can feel mentally interested in sex Uh uh, fantasizing about it daydreaming about it Uh and then usually right your body starts going oh right our response system our arousal Uh response system gets activated men can get an erection women can become wet or their you know breasts can change and there are certain physiological responses that occur when the Uh brain arousal moves towards the physiological arousal
1: Uh so
0: to have sex usually both things should be happening right and that's why when we look at your examples of the different mm-hmm. layers yeah. it's also it's it's highlighting the research that it's just at a different response level yeah right is it is where's the elevator right is the elevator up here in their head or down there yeah. or you know in their in their genital area first
1: i love that with the elevator and those those levels i was describing is it's just getting both partners elevators at the same floor you know what floor are we meeting on? Uh, number twenty-seven. Let's go. Exactly. I could so have picked a more opportune number, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> um, the, the two types I have to. Um, I do. Of of sexual desire <laughs> are uh, spontaneous and responsive. Mm-hmm. So spontaneous desire about 75% of men have this and 15% of women have this and uh-huh. this is according to researcher Emily Nagoski uh-huh. and she has a book uh, called come as you are phenomenal uh-huh. about sex highly recommend uh-huh. that book but spontaneous desire happens when right the elevator here goes ping uh-huh. right uh-huh. you're walking down the street something happens you're like Oh, this is, that's <laughs> this is happening hard. right now. Like my mom, Ooh, yeah. it. like if somebody walked, a willing partner just walked up to you, be like, let's do this thing. <laughs> um, and most people think that desire should be spontaneous because this is what we see on TV, movies, every, oh, everybody's just ready to do it all the time. Like yeah. anybody who's literally lived a real life or ever even gone away on a weekend with their partner or something yeah. right? you don't even have to live yeah. together and you just yeah. see it and you're just like, that's not, but the yeah, comparisonitis comes in. Why am I not this? Or guys are like, why are you just not well, ready
1: and I, I really want to highlight this as that's a cultural expectation. Yes,
0: very true. That isn't
1: reality because it's in our entertainment. Right. And and there's two parts to that. One is because it's spontaneous, that's what you know the entertainment's trying to like trigger in a lot of people's brains right. is to enjoy that titillation, so that happens. And also, and not to dive too much into it, but also know that that's a patriarchy thing where a lot of our content is created by men, so they use their version of arousal to create the narratives. And put that in the culture. So, we want to be very aware that this is a cultural element Mm -hmm. with expectations that don't align with reality and in some ways are um, uh, really sexist. So, just a heads up there as a disclaimer.
0: I, I agree with that. Yeah then responsive desire the other uh-huh. kind about Ooh. 5% of men and 30% of women have this so the uh-huh. remaining 20% of men and 55% of women have a bit of both just uh-huh. for number's sake yeah responsive desire is when you feel the physical readiness before the mental desire so you're uh-huh. already be engaged in some sort of physically stimulating activity
1: uh-huh. and
0: then your brain's like yep this is what's happening uh-huh. so if you like you've talked about you you're uh-huh. in it with your partner you've agreed to it Maybe you weren't quite there yet, but uh-huh. you're like, oh, that was actually kind of nice, right? <laughs> like, I was super stressed in this and that. That was actually really pleasant. And I remember years ago, one of my therapists explained it. We were talking just women to women, woman to woman, I should say. Uh-huh. And I was, I was going to talk about just I was having issues with my partner at the time. And she was saying, well, that's kind of normal. That's how it is when it gets older. You don't really have this constant, like changing. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty normal that afterwards mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that was actually quite pleasant. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, thank God I'm normal. Like I was yeah. really worried about it. I yeah. had other issues in that relationship why it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And it was even with just like initiating kissing. It wasn't even yeah. n- necessarily going the full mile. It was just yeah. like, eh, something seems a little weird. So I appreciated learning about those yeah. desire. And response systems when it came to sexuality, because helping couples through that, they don't feel ashamed. They feel like it's normal. And it also helps, I love neuroscience and all the chemicals, to Mm -hmm. explain, especially because I work with heterosexual couples, why certain people are Mm -hmm. aroused at certain Mm -hmm. times. And it has to be chemically because testosterone peaks overnight. Mm-hmm. So men often want to initiate in the morning and the women mm-hmm. I hear I have bad breath. I have this lady. He is not thinking about any of that. I can, I can yeah. literally turn to him and ask and he's going to go vagina. Like I'm not <laughs> thinking about your bad breath. I'm not thinking about any of that. I want to be with you. I want to yeah. initiate sex and be with you. Yeah. So it's knowing, right. That's the time of, mm-hmm. I may not be into it, but this is when my partner has the peak. Like that's why men wake up with erections because testosterone mm-hmm. peak, like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's good yeah. girl. Like just, yeah. Yeah. carve out some extra time in the morning so you're not stressed and i can guarantee you an orgasm is a really great way to start your day <laughs> like why not right
1: <laughs> um yes there's actually tons of research to show yes. how beneficial the chemicals released um are after orgasm as well mm-hmm. as the positive de-stressing mm-hmm. elements to all of those uh, responses um and in this really high time of stress in our community and our culture uh who doesn't need a little anti-stress uh, toxin coursing through the veins? And
0: I, I have this theory that I'm working on that much like we have a circadian rhythm for sleep, again, mm-hmm. it's because like the hormones, yeah. we kind of have a rhythm for our sex drive too, mm-hmm. right? And like, I'm somebody who has higher testosterone. I've gotten tested um, mm-hmm. for it because I was like having like, I was feeling hot flashes and all this stuff. I'm like, something's going mm-hmm. on. Right. And I'm yeah. not, like, I'm more muscular than most girls too. So I was looking at that. And I remember the scale was from like two to 45 and it was like, boom, 45. And I'm like, well, there no. it is. Like that yeah. it for me, that's it why yeah. I like working out in the morning. I'm mm-hmm. that's that morning would be the best time again, testosterone wise. So it's a, mm-hmm. good for the couples that I work with. I tell them, you know, you might want to go get your hormones checked. go to the doctor, make sure everything's up and running with you yeah. right full well, physical if they're having issues with it because <laughs> if it's a chemical thing or a hormonal thing mm-hmm. that's one thing yeah. but then the other side which you and I and Marcy I would say see clinically mm-hmm. is the piece of if your partner's not in the mood mm-hmm. and it's not about responsive versus spontaneous it's not about yeah. the chemicals and the science for women especially if I'm not feeling like I can rely on you, trust you, or if I felt like a lot of disappointment has walked in and gotten in the way of our relationship mm-hmm. expectations, my likelihood or women's likelihood from the women I work with is not going to be, Oh, let me want to be intimate with you, mm-hmm. which hurts the partner. Right. Cause they want to be close and they're making bids. The guy's like, well, I try this and that. She's like, are you kidding me? You haven't mm-hmm. done anything in a week. You've done no chores, yeah. no this. I get no help around the house. And you think I'm just going to want to give you a blowjob? Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's the fighting about the disconnect uh-huh. more than it is about the sex. And the sex uh-huh. is reconnection. Uh-huh. And I often see when the couples start fighting less and connecting sexually more, uh-huh. they feel like, Oh, cause right. Hormonally, they're closer again. Uh-huh. They're feeling more excited to help around the house because it's like, Oh, I know I do the dishwasher every morning. I'm going to have that every night. Like the dishwasher yeah. will ever literally, I, I will hand dry <laughs> them. I will, them, I will yeah. shine them. Like, We have to incentivize our partner also. So if they do something we like, I'm not saying bribe people with sex necessarily, but it's a nice reward. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice to be like, I actually feel so much more in the mood when I don't have to stress about house stuff. So if you really want to do that tonight, this is what I'm going to need from you. So when Mm -hmm. I walk in the door and I see that done, I'm like, it's go time. Like it's having those types of conversations with your partner versus it's his fault. It's her fault.
1: Yeah. Well, and um, I like that where you're kind of walking down this um, brain foreplay, as I think about it. Um, it's an emotional foreplay, but we're talking about it on the brain side, because that's what our culture tends to miss, because again, uh, it tends to be more uh, like a, a masculine perspective. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, for anyone, though, I would kind of boil it down to consider asking yourself and your partner, do you prefer physical foreplay or emotional foreplay? Both together are fantastic. And I encourage everyone to do both as often as possible. (laughs) However, we tend to have different preferences and based on our physiology, men tend to be really into physical foreplay or no foreplay because they're so spontaneous in their arousal. And then women tend to be more into emotional foreplay and more foreplay in general because of their physiology. So, um, those are like really simple guidelines, but what I encourage partners to do is know for yourself what you're interested in and try to communicate that to your partner. But more importantly, think about your partner and what they like, Mm -hmm. because the problem we do, and you see this like all the time in couples is we try to do (laughs) what we like to or for our partners.
0: It goes back to the love language thing.
1: Exactly. It's all the same stuff. So, you know, um, you'll hear um a, a man complain like, well, I did foreplay, you know, you know, we took our time, we were on the couch, we were cuddling, we were caressing the movie and then, you know, went to a little bit more of like uh, other types of physicality, but maybe groping and playing with the breasts. And then I went down on her and like, still, like we just, you know, at a certain point she was kind of like, no, thank you. Well, that's all physical foreplay, which again, wonderful, by all means, continue that with, sure. with your partner. But again, back to the dishwasher, the entire time, you're fondling her breasts and trying to get her lubed up
0: and seeing what's not done around the house yeah
1: she's on the on 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 her back literally with the couch prop and seeing the kitchen and how dirty it is
0: and That's i'm like there's a toy under my back like, there's like, a toy there
1: and she can't remember the last time <laughs> I she was a a compliment. yeah <laughs> you know,
0: exactly you know
1: it, you know so so if you want to kind of switch it like okay well how was my life oh yeah unload the dishwasher, or, ooh, that spontaneous, babe, I'm thinking about you at 10 a.m. while we're at work, or in this case, in opposite rooms working from home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, baby. You know, those emotional foreplays are really important. And again, everyone enjoys this, so it doesn't mean don't do that if you're a guy, or don't, you know, if you're, if you're seeing a, a guy, don't yeah. do that to him. But just know, like, what does the person prefer?
0: And, how, and on the flip, how do we know that? We ask. We ask. Oh, we have podcast. open, clear lines of communication,
1: which I get is why people don't. It's such a scary thing to talk about, but that's why we're talking about the podcast all the time. And, and people in session. Don't,
0: don't want to talk about it because sometimes yeah. they don't know how to ask, yeah. but sometimes they've been conditioned to not have the feeling of being heard. Yeah. They ask for something, and that huh. I try and encourage people, just because one person didn't hear you doesn't mean the next person won't. Yeah. So it's, a, it's good to teach your partner. And I've told you this example before, and I tell all my couples, I literally to tell my students this too. I teach college by the way, so it's appropriate, um, is the coffee analogy. I yes. not teach you how to make coffee. You should yeah. be in this, uh, this, my age and this, that uh-huh. you should be in the relationship with me that you know how to make coffee. You may not know. I want a little cinnamon and nutmeg. That's uh-huh. my job to tell you, Hey, yeah. you when know you make me coffee in the morning, yeah. it really is like, Oh, I want yeah. two cups. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Knowing and telling your partner, hey, a little to the left. This—that's yeah. what we joked about before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Just like, and I tell my students <laughs> this, and they laugh every class. Like, it's, it's yeah. it's I'm like, just like that means just like that. It doesn't yeah. mean faster. It doesn't mean this is the time to finish the sprint and go all out. It doesn't yeah. mean don't turn it into a bop. It don't flick it. Don't twist it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right? And like my yeah. students bust up yeah. laughing, but it's true. Like. If a woman or a man, anyone says, just like that, keep going just as Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I know it's encouraging, right? But just keep the pace. Keep the pace. Like, that's (laughs) the the money.
1: I love this. And we need an entire episode on communicating during sex. Like, when people are having sex, type of communication. Yeah. That was what?
0: That'll be maybe our next one. Uh, I'm into it. Um
1: because there is really a, a stigma or maybe just like a lack of confidence that we have in our culture of, of talking about sex. And it's really useful to know yourself, like you said, and be able to talk about how you like your coffee with your cinnamon and nutmeg. Uh, and asking that from your partner.
0: Right.
1: That being said, um, you know there's multiple ways to be initiating sex with your partner. So after you get an idea of like, hey, what's this emotional foreplay versus physical foreplay? How do you actually start that process? Um, And of course, there's lots of different ways you can be going about that. But there's also some just kind of general um, guidelines, I guess you might say, like some good, like large tips and tricks. Yeah. Um, And uh, I know you have a list, I'm sure. One of the things I wanted to, first of all, suggest is being direct and this is what I want. Like say, I would like to have sex with you in a fun way. Okay. That might sound very simple and obvious. However, it's also really complicated. It is. So I think there's two elements to that general suggestion. One is being explicit, which is again, using the the words that we tend not to in our culture to say, Hey, I want to have sex with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that can, that can take some courage to go like, all right, I'm going to literally just go up and tell my partner, I want to fuck you. Um, There we go. Get there. But I think because so many people don't do that, that is like one of the first suggestions is being honest about that is a really cool tool to get in, in your, in your tool bag. And then the other part to that of like doing it in a fun way is, don't just take these words I'm saying and say, hey, I want to have sex with you and like be a robot or say, hey, I want to fuck you tonight or whatever. Don't please. You no, know, check your attitude and maybe even um, when you don't want to have sex, talk to your partner about how do you like to hear that? Um, yeah.
0: What can I uh, say to you that you're yeah. brave about? Okay. Yeah,
1: for some people, um, me saying, hey, I, I really want to have sex with you. And by the way, notice the, uh, the tone and yes. the attitude. It's a little more soft, a little more um, sensual. Yes. But for some people still, I might say, "Oh, I want to have sex with you tonight. And that still might be like, "Oh, sex, I don't want that word being said. Um, Instead, um, when you say you want to make love to me, that really excites me. Full disclaimer, technically I'm the opposite. I actually hate (laughs) make love. But again, everyone's different. It's okay. I
0: would like to fornicate with you this evening.
1: I would like to copulate later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to engage in some coitus with me?
1: would be fantastic this evening <laughs> do you agree
0: <laughs> rsvp yes or no you make RSVP, it yes no. <laughs> it's like but it honestly that would be funny like,
1: that would be awesome actually that's I a huge, good idea. yes that would be an automatic yes for creativity
0: just <laughs> for laughter of it but it's yeah. true you have to know how to ask i agree with yeah. you on that it's important and yeah. there's times where it's and i'm not saying this because i don't want to trigger anyone but sometimes it's not a verbal ask it's mm-hmm. like a look or a or well a that's question.
1: Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't even say let's go into that as a second suggestion yeah. and guideline because, you know, I'm saying a specific explicitly talk with some fun and, you know, in a way word. that works for you. What? Code word. Or code word. Oh, yeah.
0: My couples happy if they have kids, especially because they can't just, hello, I want to have sex. And the kid's like, yeah. what? Mommy, no. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you have to have a code word. And there was one couples training I went to. I think it was like Gottman level three. Uh-huh. The facilitator yeah. said that she worked with a couple – and they are allowing us to use the story where they used, uh, I forget what it was, like an action figure or something. Uh-huh. And they, ch- they turned it a certain direction. They both, they had two of them. And they yeah. turned it a certain direction when they were interested. Yeah. So a couple would walk in the living room or the dining room, whatever. They'd see the one figurine turn, And so the yeah. other person would be like, oh, they're initiating, right? Yeah. So the other one would turn it and then. So yeah, they know. Both oh, are into it. Want, right. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. I've never heard that. And I love that. Love
0: it. Right. I know. Love it.
1: Yeah. I had a code word, um, in a pure relationship of banana.
0: <laughs> I think and, mine was like, I want to go get some water. Yeah. But I'm actually very thirsty. So that yeah. sometimes backfired because I was like, yeah. well, I actually just meant water. Yeah. I'm like sitting there drinking like, oh, that's, oh my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were talking that about. That
0: kind of wetness. That kind <laughs> of,
1: that kind of, um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, you were saying also, um, initiation isn't always just like an explicit verbal initiation I love the idea of action figures but you're also talking about like this like a physical initiation
0: yeah a look a glance a touch uh yeah. you know a, a the kind of the back of the neck rub or the shoulder rub or kind of yeah. touching of the butt or whatever else yeah. and again couples develop that over time yes that might be again it's a bit I'm big on bids for connect I literally think everything's yeah. a bid for connection at this yeah. point like it's a bid for connection so instead of yeah slapping your partner's hand away or moving it off or whatever else yeah Even if you're not interested you can lean in and be like I know what you're doing right the voice yeah. matters
1: yeah Attitude,
0: I'm yeah. feel I'm feeling what you're I'm picking up what you're putting down right yeah and this kind of has to get done first right lovingly soft tone gentle mm-hmm. startup do you think we can do that first right mm-hmm. or if it's like you know, the hand up the skirt, whatever else, and it's yeah. happening. It's like, okay, maybe I can do the dishwasher later, right? It's mm-hmm. knowing with your partner, how do they want their coffee?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I want to, like, highlight, like, this is an, uh, an important thing within the context of, again, a committed, right. established relationship. Yeah. So when you're exploring, say, new physical initiations.
0: Clear verbal um, consent.
1: Yeah, yeah. You want to make sure you're, you're in a place with Verbally, yeah.
0: and then to be like, or you can affirm them, right? They touch yeah. you on your back. That that would be the perfect yeah. thing, what you yeah. just did, to let me know that I want yeah. sex or whatever. More like, of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't that's just assume that. non-verbals. That's why I said I'm not trying to yeah. trigger anyone or, or advocate like yes. that at yeah. all. Like, that's an established yeah. thing. Or, you know, obviously somebody leaning in for a kiss. We have more of the socio-normative yeah. yes for connection, but... Well,
1: and I'm also thinking, you know, with partners who are listening to this right now, if only one partner's listening to it, uh, you know, talk to, talk to your, your lover ahead of time. Like, hey, I this cool thing about interstating yeah. sex. You know, maybe, like, find, like, a cool, like, physical, you know, like, I can come yeah. press your back, or I can do that. And then, again, like, we were just talking about all these ideas. Talking to your partner. Like, what would work for you? Yeah. Um, you know, someone might be like, um, you come kiss my earlobe. I know what you're talking about
0: okay not what I would
1: have thought of yeah Um, but there you go everyone has a different thing that might work for them exactly um and then also I I think you were starting to get into a really important thing we wanted to address on the podcast of then when someone does when your partner does initiate sex we're not into it how to go about keeping that a, a still a positive letdown where you go ooh I'm really excited that you like that and you want me, and it's not right for me today or this moment or whatever. Yes. Uh, because, it, as I just want to hit home again, it's very vulnerable for anyone to turn to their partner and say, Hey, I want to have sex with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that means there's a danger when um, their partner doesn't want to have sex to shame them or make them feel embarrassed by that initiation. And if you do that too frequently, if that's in a relationship too frequently or one partner or like any time a partner yeah. takes a bid for sex and then the other partner embarrasses or shames them or turns them down, that's just going to freeze up the whole relational sex dynamic. It's mm-hmm. going to turn into, all right, every time I try to initiate, I'm shot down. So I'm not going to try anymore. And then you're going to just have more disconnection and then get, get more, you know, in and, yeah, a
0: and the so. likelihood of me wanting to be intimate with you, not you, a person yeah. or my partner again, Yeah. once, again, like I've said, disappointment has walked in the room once my expectations have been dashed or once it's been a mistrust, right? Once mistrust Mm -hmm. maybe comes in or I'm like, I can't rely on you. I don't know where you're at, dude. Like what's going on? Some days it's here. Some days like the inconsistency, I think for women, and this is even like for female orgasm, consistency is usually required, like consistent repetitions, motions, et cetera. It's the same thing for initiating sex. If we sense inconsistency, our safety alarms go off most of the time, like our attachment alarms go off and we're like, I don't really want to engage, right? Why would I do the most intimate thing we could possibly do if I'm feeling disconnected from you, et Mm -hmm. cetera. So I think it's important for couples to keep that in mind if there is a disconnect, and it's a known disconnect to both partners, mm-hmm. maybe trying to initiate sex is not the most productive. Maybe trying to initiate a conversation around the disconnect first can address indirectly, right? Like, yeah. we haven't had sex in three months. Okay, well, can you tell me what's been going I've had that discussion. Can you tell me what's yeah. been going on in the last few months? Well, we fight every day. My mother-in-law moved in. I'm like, uh, yeah. man, <laughs> highlight, duh, but I the other I wouldn't be in the mood either. Right. Like leveling with them and sharing, like, let's try and take a look at what's going on in your timeline of when you have not had any contact, what else has been going on? No, everything's been great. We've been talking, we've been this, right. That lets us back to what, maybe it's a physical thing, right. Getting referred to a physician, but if it's not a physical thing and it's one partner going, you know what, actually, I I have been not telling you this, or I've been feeling this, right. It's the one partner going, what are you talking about? That is not whose relationship are you in for the last month? Cause that's not what's been happening. Right. Yeah. It's the communication piece. Absolutely. And knowing if you're on the same page and to highlight for men and women, obviously I'm not a man, though I have high testosterone. <laughs> you are making a bid for connection for sex. There's a way to not feel rejected by doing it. It really has to do with your tone and it has to do with offering an alternative for your partner, whether it's, and this is just what I teach my couples, uh-huh. whether it's an alternative time, an alternative act, uh-huh. or you know what, I'll, I'll try it. But if uh-huh. I'm really not feeling it, is that okay if we just leave it at that or yeah. I'll finish you off or what, you know, whatever else yeah. while you do yourself, like yeah. there's ways to modify it so it doesn't feel like uh-huh. just no right we've said before boundaries wise no is a complete sentence when it comes to the sex with a partner this does require a bit more of an explanation because we don't want to have our partner attach their self-worth or self-esteem to the rejection of i'm trying to be as physically intimate with you as possible right if i'm the one in the mood yet the partner who's not in the mood is like i can't believe that they think that this is what's happening right now given blank yeah so that would be my advice is be gentle with your tone and be loving and offer an alternative of any way shape or form that you can so your partner knows okay i'm not not worthy Mm -hmm. but this is just not a timing thing it's literally about timing yeah uh
1: i i just want to add sort of how i think about it i love your be gentle so my my go-to is like imagine you know um you know velvet gloves being gentle with the partner who initiated as being vulnerable Mm -hmm. so just be gentle in your response and I love your idea about the alternatives. Um, and my own thing is just an alternative that is genuine for you. Yes, a, a great, a great thing. If you're like, well, I'm not really in the mood, but maybe we'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. And if, and then you know, you know what? We tried, didn't get there. Um, so maybe uh, again, I can be here and watch you while right. while you take care of yourself. Or if you want, I can do a different type of sex and help yes. finish you off. Maybe do oral sex if what really you wanted was intercourse or whatever. Um, down to, like you said, an alternative well, not now, but I could definitely give me a couple hours, take my bath, relax, and I'm going to be so ready for you. Right. Or tonight, I just am so exhausted. Well, let's do this tomorrow because I love where your head's at right now. Yes. Um you know, I,
0: for the part that yeah. it's not about yeah. the bid. It's about the timing yeah. of the bid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think that's a really good, just like general application of when someone uh when you're when your partner comes to you for sex and you just want to go gently with velvet gloves yeah. <laughs> find an alternative that's true for you that you actually want to do
0: yes don't don't try and um that's what we mentioned before and then we'll probably yeah. we'll wrap up but if if you create excuses either during sex or leading up to it because you don't want it you're conditioning your partner to assume how many men have you had walk in your office. She always has a headache. She's on her period. She's this, uh, she's that. I had, <laughs> I had one training I did one time where they put up like memes and I love memes, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, Oh, my doctor said, I can't have sex for six weeks. Well, what did your dentist say? Like <laughs> all these alternatives and it's like be ge- it's better to just yeah. be honest from the beginning. I am feeling disconnected. I'm actually yeah. not in the mood to have sex or this timing doesn't work. Or I was literally about to leave for Pilates. Like, be communicative and straightforward in a gentle way about why don't make excuses before sex and during it if you're not having an orgasm why would you fake it to repeat your partner and they're going in their head yeah i did it i found the i found the golden combination <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like i am such yeah. a good actress oh my god yeah. like, don't fake it because it's not doing you or your partner a service no. and it's actually going to be better for the relationship again about the rejection thing yeah. babe I don't think I can orgasm tonight, but just yeah. having the act of sex is good, right? And sex doesn't always have to lead to orgasm. That could Not be a whole other know, episode God. too. But I think we talked well, it all. Well,
1: I think I like the idea of our next episode. So let's talk about like communication during sex. Yes. The themes that are going to tie in that we're talking about today that will be appropriate for the next episode too is we're always on the podcast talking about vulnerability, honesty, and communication. Yep. And that's what we're talking about when you're initiating is to be vulnerable, honest and communicate that initiation and learn ways to do that as well as if you're declining an invitation and how to do that and be honest about it. Yes. Um, And so these ideas also like how that translates to when you're having sex and faking orgasm, that's not going to work out. Let's talk about next episode, how to communicate while you're in the middle of having sex to be vulnerable, honest and communicate what you do want and some, some good guidelines there of how to, have really, really hot, fulfilling sex because you're That's my
0: specialty.
1: That's the only thing we know about. Oh.
0: <laughs> I may know a thing or two about that.
1: <laughs> you know, Talia, I really didn't want to do this episode today, but I'm really glad you initiated and asked me to do it because now that I've done it, man, I feel so good.
0: <sighs> See, I just wanted to invite you into my world. I knew it would feel good.
1: Yep, yep, and and we worked together for us both to be there. So. And my favorite
0: part is that other people get to listen to what we did.
1: Today. <laughs> yeah, they get to listen to us. Woohoo!
0: Over and over and over. Again.
1: <laughs> That's spicy.
0: Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll finish this in two weeks. That's a long foreplay. <laughs> there you
1: go. Hey, it's gonna be the best. Um, episode thirty. Yes. Next week um, talking and communicating during sex. That'll be fun.
0: During the coitus.
1: During the coitus copulation
0: oh uh, man
1: with our sex jokes aside thank you everyone for listening
0: if you have questions email us at ryan and talia at com or slide in our dms at thecouplesguidepodcast
1: and we'll talk to you next week take care